So tonight, yeah. I had two lessons for you all. So, you know, I have to go with the one that I just can't get off of me or out of me or through me. And so tonight I'm going to talk on something that's one of, to me, the most underutilized promise in Psalm 91. And it's verse 3, and I pray that it does to you what it does for my life, and it's on traps. I just don't see people doing any kind of warfare, authority, uh, prayer on the concept of traps. You know, I was sharing some of my secrets with Sam last night of, of just when you get in those dilemmas where there is just not a good answer. Just go out and cry out to God and just tell him I'm in a trap. And he'll do something about it. I remember the first time I ever faced that. I, was, I just decided to go down to the church and it was the old building. And I got on my knees and I told the Lord. That it was the first time I ever realized in my life that either way I went it was going to be, have horrible repercussions. And I just could not come up with any options other than two. And it was just going to turn out terrible. So that's when I spent 45 minutes crying out to God and I grabbed my ears and about yanked them off my head declaring that these things could hear and they weren't there for just decorations. They were made to hear his voice and, you know, the two options. And by the time 45 minutes was over, I felt the trap dissolve. That would be the best words, but it just completely melted and went away. Y'all, when you're in traps, there is nothing like that thing melting. Mm-hmm. So I felt that very strong power of God hit a trap and melt it. You have some things made out of steel in your life you need to melt. And I probably don't have a day now that I don't have some kind of trap in it for me. So I'm just thinking it's the sign of the times, <laughs> that there's more and more traps laid out there. Every life has a certain amount of traps. Every life, you're going to have some traps that are laid out there for you. There's just no way. I think Priscilla Shire said it best. She goes, can you imagine an enemy that studies every move you make, everything that you think, everything that every motive in your heart, every vulnerability, everything about you, everything about your children, everything about your spouse, everything about your life, and studies it till he finds one open door to strike you, to kill you. And I mean, she was screaming. I was like, that's a person in ministry. <laughs> it tries to get personal. And that's what I think of now when I read that verse that says, study the schemes of the enemy or don't be ignorant of them. Because literally, he's studying you. You better study him. Traps. So I don't want to just talk about traps. I want to see how to get rid of them. You know, I want to dissolve them. I want out of them. So the first time I ever found a verse on it, I can't believe that I have heard mom, if I should lie and say less than a thousand times, speak on Psalm 91, <laughs> why this verse did not stand out to me. But that just shows you how living and active the word is. That's why I don't care how many times I hear moms do Psalm 91. Every single time I get something out of it. Every single time. It's living. If I put a pull on it. Mm-hmm. You know, if you're arrogant and go in and know it all and are Facebook scrolling, you won't. 
God won't override that. But if you treat the word holy and honorable and have honor, you'll get some. So it's not just the person giving it needing to be anointed. You need to have anointed ears. You need to put a pull. You know, it was fun teaching this weekend because there were some people that I was like, oh my gosh, they have those non-functioning spirits. Like, how come we have so many of people that are just not alert or functioning or alive inside? Mm-hmm. And it'd be so unique to get to a certain point in Bible study where the Lord had given you something and you would see the lights turn on and you start feeling them pull and you start seeing that little bit of a smile on their face. You feel the Word of God going into people. Many times you do. Like, it's fun to get out of the pulpit and you felt the pull of the crowd where they were just wanting what you're saying. That's really, to me, a sign that people are really hungry for truth. That if we do what we need to do in our pulpits, we could get this thing over with. You know, it's that famous statement by the founding fathers that if the men in the pulpits do their job and preach with fire, we won't have a problem in this country. But we have lost it, honestly, by not preaching. I'm not talking about, I don't like instruction. I'm not. I have a different thing because it feels like, the way it feels to me is people do it without that compassion and love. They just, they enjoy playing Papa and telling you what to do. You get that feeling a lot of times, I'm telling you, let it go deep in your experience. I'm not talking about looking everywhere else. I'm looking at you and saying, hey, um, a pastor just today retired. Hey, there's about five churches laying around here. I mean, I would love to see us on fire in these pulpits. I would love to see you take a Bible study and do it. I would love to see you take someone on and disciple them. This is the fire of God inside of you. So, in this subject, this one goes deep within me because I felt my spirit move after having heard this Psalm 91 Bible study a thousand times. And all of a sudden, I was in a dilemma with having Kay call me constantly wanting to know what to do about someone that was power texting, power calling, and all that, and me being responsible for Kay's life. That's how you feel as a parent. You know, like your kid begs you to do something and puts a full court press on you, and you're weighing out will they be safe on the road versus what they want to do. I mean, you're feeling around in your spirit well that's exactly how I felt with Kay except the person that was calling him for sure made a hobby out of killing people I mean that was what they did in life I mean that was their job description so to send Kay into it made no rational sense to it so here we are in Mexico and it's like I'm hearing it for the very first time and I know that this scripture is for Kay I know this scripture is for Kay and it's Psalm 91.3. It was like I was hearing it for the first time. You will not be snared by the trapper. And I knew that any trap, he would not be caught. And it would spring before he would ever be trapped by it. That God had made me a promise that the enemy could not trap him. And from that moment on, I realized that this Psalm 91.3 is one of the strongest verses in your life. Or not being trapped. And suddenly I felt like that the trap would snap in front of Kay. That it would spring. 
And that's why I'm telling you with traps, do this preventatively. Work on the traps in your life ahead of time. Because the very point about a trap is not having any options once it happens to you. That's the problem. So anyway, you got the big steel traps. You're waiting for some unsuspecting animal to step in that trap. Those traps aren't by chance. The trapper's taking great care to put them in strategic locations. You know, Mom has done a very good job explaining that part out. You look at it, and it's designed for you. I was going to say that this concept that we're looking at is that God wants to deliver us from traps, traps that we've been tricked into, and traps that we've knowingly walked into, and the ones that are just hidden. So what we're talking about today is talking about this is the area of surprise attacks in your life. And y'all, there is not a more sensitive area for me to discuss with you than surprise attacks because of the fact the very notion of surprise attacks means that you don't have any preventative ability to pray it off because it was a surprise attack. You know, in Psalm 91, I always say, you know, the, the serpent attack is so different than the, the bold line because the line you see coming. I mean, the beauty of Satan comes to you like a roaring line. The beauty of it is the fact that he roars. Some people see that as intimidation. I see it as knowing he's coming. But the problem you have with the snake attack is it's in the grass. It's hidden. It's surprise. It's two little holes in your foot and you're not sure what hit you. But it's lethal. So when you get to the areas of traps, the number one thing about them is that they are surprise. They're sneaky. So I'm going to tell you this is a very mature Bible study. Because very few people do prevention. Very few people do prayer. I want to see you get into the realm of stopping surprise attacks, sneak attacks, where it says that the Holy Spirit's inside of you to tell you things to come, of you not being caught by surprise. Now, open doors can test it. So this is, to me, what makes traps so unique in the promises of Psalm 91 is, yeah, I think it's great if you can slay a dragon. I think it's wonderful if you can kill a lion. I think King David doing that, but I think this one is very unique because it's the element of catching you off guard and wiping your life out. And I'm saying there's a promise for it. There's something you can do about it. So as I'm speaking, I want this to speak to you and you just inside your heart right now tell the Lord, I want you to help me where I don't miss sneak attacks. I want you to just help me do that. I want you to make my ears where they hear, (laughs) you know, or just lead me away from them. I was going to tell you that if you struggle with claustrophobia, this is your verse, traps. Mm. This is your verse for that. If you dream about it, hallelujah, I've just given you your freedom right here. This is your promise from God. And so I hope I have your ears on this because this is rich to me. And I'm just kind of putting my paddle in the water, exploring new territory with it. I mean, it was so hot off the press, it's not outlined yet. (laughs) That's saying something. So anyway... Listen to this and see if you can disagree with me, you guys who are survival men. 
But think about traps. This is so amazing, the ways of traps. No matter what type of trap I'm discussing, like if it's built over here by uh, this primitive set of people or if this trap is built by this sophisticated set of people, there's three things they do to you. Can you name any? The point of a trap they do, give me a verb for what a trap does to you. They catch. Surprise. Surprise. Puts you in pain. Puts you in pain. Shocks. Inhibits you. Okay. Scares you. Okay, so it puts you in fear. So if anybody gets one of my three, let me just say they rhyme. And you know it's a good sermon when they rhyme. You're extra, extra anointed that night. And if there's three points, I mean, you've got a sermon. Confuse you? Yeah. Overwhelm. Suffocate. Suffocate. Intimidate. I'm trying to think of what runs with your traps. <laughs> okay, listen to this. Every sort of trap either tangles, dangles, Oh, mangles, wrangles. <laughs> I couldn't think of any outside that group of uh, rhyming words. Burpages, yes, rhyming words. Mangles, dangles, and Think of the wrangles. <laughs> Have you seen some get tied up in the trap? I mean, you think of whatever kind of trap it is. They tangle them up. They dangle them. They mangle them. And then here's mosses. Are they strangle them? That's like, uh, what's her name? Misha. Uh huh. All caught up in that barbed wire fence. Yeah. They're caught up in a trap. So I tried to think of sophisticated traps and primitive traps, and I couldn't think of another something that would happen to them other than that group of words, but I would love for y'all to. Poison them. Poison? I don't know. You think about it. You think about it. There are some that will put poison on them to slow people down and eventually with them. That can go with strangles and mangles. Yeah. Mangles your innards. You gotta make it rhyme, or it's just gonna. It's just gonna wreck. My Bible says go wrangle, tangle, dangling, mangling, or strangling, or poison. <laughs> I mean, it's just gonna do something to the anointing, so right? Tangles. 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 Mm-hmm. Whoa, horsey! Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, yeah. Okay. We missed her example. <laughs> so, the bad thing about the animal is that that slow death is the animal lays there entangled, strangling, mangled until the trapper returns to destroy it. Or till the trapper returns to strangle it. You know, I mean, however you want to look at this. But, I mean, it's kind of a, it's gruesome. With those traps. 
my rodents through the traps. They, uh, the animal is just tormented until it. Yes. And so it's enough to chew your foot off. They do. <laughs> this isn't just peculiar to the animal kingdom. It's easy to see misery on another person's face when they get themselves on a trap. Is that what it means when Jesus says, if you're right on crosses, you just sin good? <laughs> it's what you're saying. How do you know how rats or mice will like chew their tail or their leg off to get out of a, a trap? Right. that full sentence again? Yeah. What you just said? Like rats or mice will like like chew a limb off to get out of a mouse trap. So what Jesus so said, Jesus if said that if you, it's better for you to like, your oh, eye crosses you to sin, like yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. So That's interesting. if a person has a hidden trap on them that nobody knows about, a lot of times you can see it on their face. It's kind of green around the gills. That could be if someone's manipulating you. I hate to say the name of this movie because we saw my uncle used to cut out all the bad words and all the bad parts so we'd watch them but like I watched The Firm and that's The Firm and that's a lawyer that starts out and they get a little something on you and so the whole movie they can whole movie they control you okay that's a picture of what the enemy does to us that's why he is called the trapper. That's another name for Satan. <laughs> and those traps are not there accidentally. It has your name on it. <laughs> to complicate matters, traps are custom made, hidden, but placed in our direct path. Do you see the paradox of that? Baited specifically for each one of us waiting on us to step into them so it can snap shut. But it's a slow, painful process. You don't die instantly. And then that trapper comes to finish you off. And you're just trapped there with that foreboding doom or your forthcoming doom on you. So I'm asking you, have you ever felt trapped? Yes. What does it feel like when someone... <laughs> that's, what, that's what I was thinking too. I'm glad I believe it's <laughs> It feels like you're powerless. Yes. You get the head in the, in the deep of your stomach. It yeah. It feels like they're controlling you, like you have no like, authority. Power, like, yeah. I think those traps are really meant to make you think like you have no authority. Mm -hmm. So if you don't use it. Mm -hmm. Maybe you handed your authority over. Yeah. So what does it feel like when someone has the power to destroy your life? It's a miserable. Uh -huh. Sometimes you fall for it time and time again, and sometimes you fall for something brand new. It's those Turkish delights. <laughs> yeah. Oh my gosh. Where'd you get those? Oh, yeah, CS Look. I've never had Turkish delight, but you remember the scene in the so, what appeals to your flesh? That is what your trap is baited with. So, the bait is not the trap. It's the last 
bit of fun you have before the pain. Before the uh, pain. The, uh, I can't move. Why does my leg hurt? Okay. If you come into a situation like it's almost normal that something seems out of place, it usually is. Yes, that's a good God, point. God gives us a warning. It's true. Something yeah, because we're looking, Dennis, for that thing that makes it a surprise. What do we do in today's society when everything feels like it's all a warning? Like it's all, it's all off. Right. Yeah. yeah, no kidding. I mean, yeah. that's a couple weeks ago, it's like, check your spirit. So, low self-esteem, immaturity, selfishness, pride can lead us into traps. It can lead you into feeling like, you know, you're hopeless. And the bay was said at the exact moment that this you know, she was telling a story about this person was most vulnerable to fall. I hope this is okay, Sam, so meant to ask ahead of time. <laughs> go ahead. Well, I have two ways to go on this. I'll go the humorous route first. Can you believe that Sam, her, her debut into writing for the first time and being published, is her mother's punishment as she has to write a example <laughs> For the third chapter of the team book on traps. <laughs> no. That's cool. Uh-uh. And she talks about using the phone illegally from the parents. And so I got tickled today when I was looking at the team book of thinking, gosh, Sam's first punishment. And she was like, can you believe my first published is writing for chapter three traps? But, you know, it's fun to think of things that happen in childhood. They're humorous. They're fun. Hopefully not too bad of, you know, repercussions. But, you know, as I was writing this, you know, someone sent me a uh, text on uh, people busted in a sting in this area. So repent and cry out to God to be delivered. Doing the right thing appeals to us. It's just we discover that the thing our flesh desires appeals to us more. (laughs) Doing the right thing appeals to us. But it's just that we discovered that doing the thing our flesh desires appeals to us more. It's the trap. So repent, cry out to God to be delivered. I want you right now to think of your life in terms of traps. Which ones have your name on it? Could you predict what you might be baited for? All right, we're going to stop by see right here and let everybody share what you might be. <laughs> we're going to see if we're going to see if everybody's open. And then we'll pray in the spirit and see if we can't get the sermon. If you're not forthcoming with what's fun, okay. Oh, I know this writing. So what kind are laid out for you and what could cause you to lose your freedom? And I would say do something about those now. If you can make those dissolve, (laughs) the enemy knows exactly what will hook us and he knows exactly what thought to put in our minds to lure us. 
there's an opponent who wants to bring you down and attempts to get you into an area of bondage to lose your freedom. So in other words, these are not random. Think about schemes. What a trapper plans to catch his prey, what does he research and study? Their thinking, their habits, their weaknesses. If it is an enemy laying a trap, he will study to know those things because he doesn't attempt to face his enemy in their strong points, but to catch them unprepared and surprise them in their weakness or when they aren't paying attention. So that's what's being studied is it's usually not your strong points that get attacked. So your weaknesses are your problem. Yeah. So you must realize that you have an enemy studying your every move and studying your every weakness. You cannot simply ignore your vulnerabilities. So our warfare is not of the flesh. So that means this is not going to come down in the natural. I mean, you can lessen it, but it's not going to come down in the natural. Agreed? Because we talk about, like, you can sever the cord to your computer. You can put a watch thing on your phone. You can tell yourself, well, as soon as I get married, this pornography addiction will stop. But the spirit of lust, is, like, especially if it's ramping up on you, like, you may start out with just this curiosity, and it moves into later the Internet's full of spirits. And so... The very people you're working with in that internet situation, you can pick up a predator spirit and all of a sudden you're finding yourself moving towards something that you never would have thought you could have been able to have done. It's a real live demon. A real live demon. demon. You do not know on that internet when you're going to contact a real live demon and it's going to hop on you. But it gets so degraded that the police that even get into that world they can only be in it three months and they have to pull them out and deprogram them. And yet there's people in it for five or six years before they get to crosslines. (laughs) But I'm saying that's pretty serious by the time they're having to deprogram. You're playing with demons and all they're looking for is a legal right. So it's really hard on all of us that care, that trap, it catches more than just the person. It catches the family. It catches everyone who loves them. Mm -hmm. So I want you to think of your life in terms of that you are a target. You are a target. And Satan has something for everybody. Okay, that's good. That doesn't mean you have to fall for it. But he still has a trap for it. There's not anybody that goes through life and Satan just overlooks them. So no one's exempt from the bait, let's just say. So often, we as believers are not aware that the bad things we're experiencing is actually coming from the enemy. I think that can be said stronger. Because as believers, I think we just think we're stumbling through life or we're just going through life. We don't realize that we're actually experiencing a direct attack. Give me those words because it's a direct attack against your purpose. Like... How can I put this into words? Are you really aware that the enemy is after you? Okay, I know how to say it. It's not just evil in the world. It is a entity. Yeah, 
it's not just evil in the world, it's a thinking entity. Yes. And that's a line I have. Well, in a way, it's like a... That traps are very personal. It, it's like a person that's after you to attack you or to it's like put you in jail or kill you. I mean, in ways, it's very similar. Okay. It's not like a stupid thing. It's just... So if you've ever been involved in trapping someone, I'd repent. It's just like he tries to look for anything, whether it's right or not, just twisted. It's a very personal attack that never lets up. So, okay, so it never lets up. It, I mean, it's in a sense, it's like you're in court and you have a prosecuting attorney and investigators that are combing over every detail of your life to see if you've done anything wrong. That's the courtrooms of heaven. Yeah, I mean, that's essentially what you're in. Better make sure everything's repented <laughs> One of the big things, they just call it throwing mud against the wall. And they just, they think things are not even true. Mm -hmm. Mud against the wall, and they say, then if it sticks, go after it. I mean, it's like. But you've thrown the mud against the wall, so you put that little idea yeah. out. It's like a Prosecutor commenting over the details of your life to find. But, I mean, they even make stuff up. Yeah, I was going to say, that. Even if you're doing everything right, then they'll use that against you. Well, it's a tactic they'll do in front of a jury, because they'll, they'll throw something out there. and. And then the judge will say, strike that from the record, but the jury's already heard it, so you've already planned the yeah. seed that... So exactly. there's no point to say strike from the record. Yeah. And it wasn't our laws that say innocent till proven guilty without a shadow of a doubt. It was, gosh, there's people really in the world like that. And they start comparing him to every TV show they've seen. So these traps are serious. Like... You know, I would say in a life you were going to have a certain number of them that are really big come after you. So that's why I'm saying let's start thinking in the terms of what we can do to have a missus. I'm going to give you my verse, Matthew 6, 12. Lead me away from traps. Lead me away from them. Lead me, Lord, away from traps. Deliver me from harm, evil. Lead me away from TTT. Temptations, tests, and trials. Traps, 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 traps. Lead me away. It's preventative praying. If you're praying that ahead of time, it springs them later. <laughs> okay. So, traps are not the result of a natural cause. It's not just a... What would you call it? Just walking along in life and accidentally find a trap. It's not what it is. They're planned. Mm -hmm. Plan's a good word. Strategized. That's strategic. Okay. Okay. Another thing that we like thinking of in this verse, I love the way that so many different analogies are, but the snare of the fowler, it makes you think of a bird and how happy a bird is. But it, it's quick to bring them down if you have one of those nets and you just throw it over a bird that's flying high and you see the bird caught in a net. What was high goes down low. Have you ever felt like you're flying high on a day and you're brought down low to the ground? Like Tom and Jerry? <laughs> the pussycat has the little bird in his hand. <laughs> and you're like that little bird. Yeah. <laughs> 
So it pulls you right down out of the air, and that's what happens when you're snared. So that's another analogy that I have to watch when I'm flying really high. Like, Jake had been praying, praying, praying for his sister, and the day they tell him you're getting out, and he said his emotions went to a place he had never had him go. What was high goes down low. Within five minutes, they're calling him, and his sister asphyxiated or whatever down here huffing in Walmart. And he felt guilty because he got her to huffing. So he was getting out of jail to get her free. Hmm. And she dies. It's not fair. It's not fair. No. That one line that, I don't know if anyone else said it, but the, there is free choice in God's kingdom, but in the devil's kingdom, there's not. You're trapped, you're a slave. It's not fair. Yeah. Way out is going God's way. Thank God for repentance. <laughs> so I would say that feeling that Jay had of being out, I hate to do this to you, but I'm going to tell you when you feel your emotions soar, just thank the Lord and then just put up a hand and say, don't take it. Yeah. Because it messes with you. I mean, there's an Arab word that a Israeli general taught us, and it means ha-ha to valley low. So have you ever been emotionally soaring when suddenly something knocked you back down to earth? You crash to the ground to burn. This is the snare of the fowler. So the enemy's methods are more insidious than one might think. You know, and the devil loves to use deep hurt, depression. It's not fair. So surprise attacks. I want you to notice what the verse starts with. It starts with one word. Surely. This is getting your attention, for this is a very important promise of protection which gives us clear imagery that we will be saved from unforeseeable traps and trouble. Surely. I love surely. He could have stated this without saying surely. Okay, so delivered is a nice word. Evidently, this is something we need to be rid of in life, protected from, averted, avoiding the entanglement. We won't go through all of our other nice words. Something that tries to attach to us that we need to have freedom from, something that we would have, have happened but doesn't. Let's look for applications for us. So this is how you can get rid of your surprise attacks. That thing that makes it miss you by inches. With a sincere heart, ask the Lord, what traps are hidden on my path? I'm asking you to, in your prayers, ask the Lord, what traps are hidden on my path? As he faithfully reveals the traps of the enemy, you can face these traps with the promises of God. Ahead of time, and don't miss this opportunity. You know, you don't want to run into those dilemmas where either way you choose is wrong. In life, you will encounter problems that look like no matter which option you choose, it won't turn out right. There is an answer for this. So this is not just to enlighten you about traps and go, oh, that was what took off my leg. <laughs> but that you can cry out to the Lord and ask for him to deliver you from that trap. This particular type of protection is often overlooked. So this verse on traps is very important to you as a promise. Mm -hmm. This concept on deliverance from traps is one of the most underutilized portions of Psalm 91. And boy, do we need it in the days we're living in. Okay, that's it.